Hello, everybody. Um, one quick second. I was just reading a little alert that came up here in StreamYard. Sorry about that, folks. I'm trying to be, uh, we're trying to be on time. We're trying to be um, a little more streamlined in the new year. So, but that was a slow start. But anyway, happy new year, everybody. Um, welcome to the Gig App Podcast by Para 2024 this time. Um, David, uh, how have you been so far? I mean, we're, I mean, we're what? four days into the year or just Definitely. i would even say hours we're under 100 hours into the year i was like happy new year to everyone listening i had a somebody call me out on this day They're like can you still say that i'm like i feel like for the first week you can say happy new yeah i was wondering that too i'm like when can i stop writing it to the people i haven't that i didn't say it to on new year's and yeah. i feel like we're there i feel like tomorrow like i'm done yeah i'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about it anymore but that was the first weekend Steve is like, I took like, uh, yeah, first weekend. I agree. I took sort of, uh, for the first time since the beginning of para, I took like a week off and didn't look at my phone and didn't look at the computer and just refused to look at anything. And I slept a bunch. I know you said you did too. And I'm just back and yeah. ready for a big year. basically. So. Yeah. You look rest, you look rested and ready. I, I feel yeah. that did happen to me over the break too. And I got to say like with the sleeping part, I know you and I were talking about it, but it even made me, I felt like, I couldn't get up. When you first met me, man, I was like 35 pounds heavy, uh, lighter, right? So I like gained 35 pounds, got tired. Like, so it's nice yeah. to sort of catch up. And you know, I was going to bed at like 6.30 some nights though. Yeah. I'm like, what wow. am I doing? Because it, it's dark here at 4.30. It's Colorado. But um, but this week, guys, we are joined by yet another CEO and founder um, as well. Um, we have Rudy from Freeride. Uh, you guys are a lot of you might be familiar with uh, Rudy because you've probably seen him either um, on my podcast audio or on the YouTube channel or on any social media. He's kind of all over social media I'm trying to think. I don't you know, there's some I see you on, I think, more than others. Um, I, I, but your Twitter, I actually had to put out an all, uh, all points bulletin to, to you a few minutes ago because I was like, oh, I hadn't heard from. Him. So I went to every social media account and was pretty surprised to learn. Oh, I'm tied to him on every one. I hit you on Instagram. <laughs> I hit you on Twitter. I hit you on. I'm like, okay, got him. <laughs> um, but Rudy, uh, thank you for joining us today. We're going to go through this this uh, a little bit. And if you just recently watched the last piece I did with Rudy, um, and we had his, uh, I don't think he called. I think it's a CMO. You call it Chief Marketing, right? Yeah, Chief Marketing Officer. Yeah, I was calling Pat, Chief uh, Strategy or. Um, yeah, but um, she was on as well. And we went through a lot of the details, but we didn't touch on something that if we have a little time at the end of here today, really want to touch on because it's happening. And I, I just want to, I just want to uh, get everybody. In fact, it'll be interesting to get both of your takes while we're here. So you guys, if you have questions, please put them in the chat. I know we're coming back from the new year. Um, StreamYard is correcting a few issues. Uh, YouTube, all of our syncing is done. Um, Facebook, I hope you're able to see it has a little alert up, but it said it was supposed to be good till tomorrow or Saturday. And I saw that it was supposed to go live there. If you are watching us and somebody over there could shout out, that'd be great. Otherwise, um, just sit back and uh, let's get into this a little bit. So Freeride is spelled F-U-R-E. Their website is F-U-R-E dot cab, C-A-B. Um, I first met Rudy. We were just talking about this a minute ago, and now I'm really very confused. <laughs> I was pretty sure that the first time 
we interviewed was almost a year and a half ago. Yeah, I would say pretty much about a year. Okay, so about for two years, this has been an an idea of yours, or this has been a plan. And I mean, even over the last year, it's become more and more so. But the passion was there the first time I met you, and the plan was even still somewhat the same as it is now. And I know there are things that people, you know, probably don't think about when it comes to this, like, oh, yeah, launch an app. That sounds great. Well, you got the launch date, you got your government red tape, you got hoops, you got um, rideshare pushbacks from the TLC. You've, yeah. you know, you live in Philadelphia, so you have scummy politicians that probably want some in their hand as well. No, I mean, it, there's a lot like building something like this um, is not easy. It's not like I tell this to a lot of founders is like, you can have the greatest idea in the world. But it's a lot of the legwork of putting it together, meeting with these people, presenting them what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, you know, getting pretty much getting all your ducks, put them in a row and bang, 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 and make sure you do it right. Um, And it's really it's not it's not easy. It's not hard, but it's just making sure that you do it in a way that, all right, cool, I'm going to launch it on this day. These are the things I got to do. You know, any founder or CEO can relate. Um. You know, it's hard. It's not that it's not something that you take lightly. You have to realize it's not easy. It's not hard, but there's just 10,000 things to do. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And actually the space you're trying to enter is probably the toughest too. Like if you were doing last mile courier or food delivery, that's uh regional areas. Cities are a lot um, yeah. more likely to take those in and go, that's fine. Competition. But with rideshare, you start dealing with TLCs, passengers being in cars, different types of insurance levels. And then Rudy decided that he should make his life even harder and involve W-2 and independent contractors. Yeah. And by the way, guys, what, what we're going to be telling you about here, this, this free ride, um, is exactly what it says. It's rideshare with the option of taking your ride for free, with the mm-hmm. option of also paying, though, or paying partial. And there's there's some levels to this, but the bottom line is just to know it's there. Like we, like one thing that we talked about last time, Rudy, that I, you know, really ingrained with me again, this, that I don't think I took in the first time is that maybe somebody the first time does say, Oh, I need a free ride. Or the next time it's like, I can't get an Uber or Lyft for 45 minutes. What's that one flyer over there say about some new company. So they use you or the first time they decide to do it free, but then maybe they start using you because the cars are cleaner because the drivers are better. Um, And so they, and maybe, but maybe sometimes it's people like out on a date and they don't want to do the ads. So they even know I'm called, I'm getting a free cab, but I'm going to pay for it. And I don't care. I just would rather get a free cab than pay for Uber Lyft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, it's just like any other ride share, you just, you know, I want to, Take the free ride or or pay for it. And that's that's how simple it is. It's not sophisticated. It wasn't like meant to be, oh, you know, it's, you have to go through hoops to do this. Like, no, you can either pay or get the free ride. Right, but I like, your, I like the work? option. Okay, how does it yeah. work? I'm sort of taking a step back for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, All right, let's... so yeah. So um, the way to break it down fully is just like you can order a ride through any ride share company. Um, you, right, you order through us. The car will come pick you up. Um, you get once you get in the car, 
you're just going to be pretty much watching uh, ads on your phone, answer a couple of questions about the ads. And that's pretty much about it. Um, the ads are not uh, all throughout the ride. It's halfway in a ride. So if you got, let's say it's a 14 minute ride, you're going to be watching seven minutes of ads and that's it. And those seven minutes of ads can be, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, all the way up to a minute. It's the same standards that you see on TV and radio. Um, segment wise, meaning that you're going to be watching, let's say, a, a 20 second ad. You're going to watch 20 seconds of an ad and um, answer a couple of questions about that ad. It would give you one question, two questions, three questions. But the advertiser at the end of the day wants to know one, did you see the ad? Two, what did you think about the ad? Three, you want to see a similar ad like that later down the road. Um, when riser, when the riders start coming on board and start doing this, they'll start getting points as well. Cool. I got 10 points. Oh, cool. I get a 10% coupon from Target or from Walmart or from Walgreens or whoever it is that's advertising. Um, it, it incentivized not only the rider, but also incentivized the, the driver as well, because now they're like, oh, I like this service because one, I'm getting 90% in the fare. Two, there's the eventuality that once we start getting um, into bigger funding rounds, we can start doing um, cars um, and start developing our own cars and start putting it out there as well. The idea is to uh, help not only the, uh, the drivers, but the riders, but also the advertisers develop a community where, hey, I want to be part of this because I'm going to help XYZ community members in my town not only get a free ride, but also help the drivers have you know, a better lifestyle, not worrying about, oh, why is Uber taking, you know, 40% or even 60% of my income where this company is giving me 90% or even 80%, depending on how you sign up. Yeah, sure. Um, the other thing too, that I liked was, I mean, or that you, you should probably explain at this point how you, well, first of all, you can skip an ad. I had to ask you that last time yeah. too, was that, yeah. If you know, if you're right out of the gate, if you're like, that's not me, that's not me, you can skip ads. But one of the most important parts becomes how do you know the person is watching the ad? So, the AI that we developed, um, there's a camera in every and every phone that we have. So, you have a forward facing uh, camera and you have a back facing camera. Um, when you sign up, we'll ask you, is like, can we get permission to use your forward facing camera to take a snapshot of you watching the video? Most people will say, yeah, sure, but it's part of the service, sure. Um, once we have that ability, we'll put a screen, a box that's in front of your phone, and we'll know if your eyes are on that box, and we'll know that you're looking at the video. That's how simple it is. Um, if you're not looking at the ads, you're looking somewhere else, your phone's pretty much going to buzz and say, eh, eh, hey, watch the ads, or are you going to be being uh, uh, prorated based on how long you've not been looking at the ads? That was one thing that I was, I'm happy that one of the reasons I'm happy to have this discussion with David today, because I was hoping, I was wondering if he had any insights on this facial part on the, how do I know that Steve or David's watching the ad? Uh, I'm intrigued. So I guess Rudy, is it sort of like the ad is on the phone or it's on an iPad? Yeah, the ad's on a phone. Your phone, you're, you're, during the ride, your phone literally turns into a billboard. Yeah. Um, the reason why we looked at it this way is because when I was doing ride share for the competitors, I noticed looking in rearview mirrors, everybody's sitting in the back of the cab going, all right, cool, I want to order this, or um, you know, let me talk to my wife or a girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever it is. Yeah. The majority of times, they're in the back seat on their phones and pretty much doing whatever they wanted to do. 
So I pretty much took the Facebook model, flipped it around and said, hey, how about we get the advertisers to pay for the rides by asking a couple of questions about the ads that they want to know about? You know, yeah. is it effective? Is it not effective? And then have the, have the users actually go, all right, cool. I like this because I'm getting a free ride. I'm going to answer a couple of questions. How simple can it be? Yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like, what test happens groups. if I like, what happens if I like, uh, because I, it sort of makes sense, right? I mean, Steve, if you do like facial, like, you know, if you use face ID or something like that, I mean, I'm assuming mm -hmm. you're plugging into a bunch of sort of like the base phone functionality. Everything's yep. doing it now though. I used to yeah. say I'd never use it now. Every damn app Instacart, I, you yeah. know, I don't use it much, but I updated it yesterday. It, yeah. it made me do it for the first time. I know time. that you sent me a photo yeah. of you like, covering your face, but it worked. Remember you said well, that was that. Uber, but I'm saying Instacart for the first time ever made me do the, I mean, they all are now. Yeah, well, they're doing it because, like, one, I always heard this from drivers where, you know, hey, I want to drive for Uber, but I don't want to be part of the program. Let me rent your phone for a couple of hours. But but that's the, the problem is we still, I mean, not to go, jump way off subject, we still have millions of illegals on these apps, and they're not the ones being facial recognition checked because they're the ones taking DoorDash no-tip orders. Yeah, so of course, yeah. why would DoorDash check an account that runs 24 hours a day with three people, none of which who the account belongs to? Why would why would they check that? They would just let that run. No, I'm saying well, why, money. Why, yeah, I know. why would they they wouldn't do facial recognition because they want you to keep working for no tips. Yeah, they want to get. They're going to do it to me. Bang for the buck. Yeah, they're going to do it for everybody. Um, it really depends on the algorithm itself too, because what's going to happen is that. They notice that you're doing it for today for a couple of hours, and all of a sudden you're not doing for another two or three more hours. Like, what's going on here? It's something weird. But then right. when they see, you know, they see an account that's running for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that becomes a question mark. Like, and takes no every order, work. no matter how bad. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like with me, they're seeing I don't take that much. I'm very. But slow. they'll still ping you, yeah, and they'll still ping you. Like, why? Who's Who's Steve? You know, let's let's do a face ID and make sure it's him. It's I've weird. been doing it's a lot really of testing weird. with DoorDash. I got, I got to tell you that uh, um, I'm not a hundred percent on uh, the order volume that's coming through anymore. I'm, I'm not going to stand by that and say that you're still seeing a bunch of orders. Like I know I'm a low dasher, but all my correct numbers are in the right places. You know, just we'll jump yeah. off this subject in two seconds. But I just want to tell you so that we all understand because David and I, driver rights singular driverrights.org if you haven't been there guys you guys should go there and sign your name to that a lot of people involved but when i go to my stats at um okay when i go to my stats for doordash i am at a 4.98 customer rating um, i'm gonna do acceptance last completion rating uh 98 on timer early 93 percent acceptance rating 13 percent now, wow. acceptance rating 13%, and I've done just over a thousand dashes. So I'm like 1221. So, I mean, I've been doing it since 2000. All the dashers, they're going to be like, dude, you don't do any. I've always said I don't do any. I hate DoorDash. <laughs> and, I, and it's kind of for this reason. Like, the only metric they're looking at is my acceptance rating, and yet the other ones are the ones that show how good a work I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's crazy. That is completely bonkers because you sit there and you're like, the guy's a really good driver. He's, he's picking up good, you know, um, pickups and he's completing them on time. 
But then when you look at the, all the numbers, it skews, I guess, on the, um, the algorithm itself is like, who is this guy? Like, let's make sure it's him. And it's kind of weird because I had drivers come up to me and, and say the same thing. It's like, are you going to do that too? I'm like, not 100%, but it's just, it doesn't make sense to screen everybody every 10 minutes. Like when I was on Uber, every ride that I had for almost a week, I got screened for my yeah. face. I'm like, are you kidding me? What's going on here? Just to make sure well, it's me. I would even, I'd go a step farther and, and I would tell you, knowing you and what you're trying to do, I'd say do the London way and, and really make it comfortable for people. Make them wear a lanyard, having a little yeah. RF reader in the back that it ties to the oh. app. Yep, that's my driver. All the things that for whatever reason, they want to pretend like they're safe, but they're not. And they just avoid these easy solutions. Yeah. You know, um, there, when, I, when yeah. I've dug into those, it's not like money either. It really isn't like it's not Pete. like an RF reader is expensive. No, everybody has one on their phone. And then the flip side of that too, is that everybody, they, it could be set up in a way where it could be a QR code on a back headrest or on a door handle outside door of the car. Handle, like, exactly. is that, yeah, yeah let, let me scan that QR code. Window, is it my driver? Whatever. Yes. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like there's so many other ways to do it. And now Uberteen and all that kind of stuff, I won't even get into. I, you know, I don't even think I asked you, but I'm imagining you're not allowing unaccompanied minors, period. No. Um, unless unless one, maybe some of your W-2 people are doing something related to school and you do that correctly, background checked, like a, um, what is it, hop, skip, drive? Yeah, I, I'd rather have hop, skip, drive do it because they have more experience right into this yeah and, and, and plus they have the right insurance i don't want to sit there and go back Please, to my rudy's, insurance company and say yeah. rudy's got ten thousand things to do he doesn't need uh fifteen thousand yeah. things to do <laughs> with kids you know, yeah. but you yeah, could no, make you could make the argument thing. for this you could make yeah. the argument though that yeah. at ten thousand what's ten thousand and one that's true it's not like you're gonna go i quit that's it yeah, yeah. that broke yeah. yeah. it <laughs> um but okay so you've got people watching the ads you've got um you have the both ways model you have a model that allows people to do w2 and i know that we've talked about this but those people would have zones again another great idea that you're doing where the zones then are kind of not protected so to say but you're you're gonna earn more money you're gonna get more trips Oh, because yeah. you're not going to let it even get to any, of course you need, people need to understand there needs to be a little oversaturation, just spillage type thing. Who knows what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the way the other apps do it, you're not doing that. There'll be zones, W2, ICs that can flex in. Um, I mean, is there anything to that that people should know? Like, will the ICs have blocks? Will the ICs be able to go on any time of day? Um, yes. Okay. It's it's makes it well because you have to look at it this way. Uh, one, most ICs want to turn on, turn off anytime they want. They want to go into any zone they want. Cool. Um, but it's also to help the the FTs, the full timers, and the PTs, the part timers go. Hey, I want to work in a zone. I want to turn it on this time. Cool. What you have to understand is like if you're going to be a full-time driver, these are hours you need to really work, and these are the zones you really need to work. Um, right. There is flexibility in that, but 
the ICs, all the independent contractors out there, they're like telling me like, hey, I love the idea, but I want to turn it on and turn it off when I want, when I need it to. You know, I have a daughter I got to pick up at school or I got to get groceries at the end of my shift. You know, some well, people no, are like, that's, no. And that's, that's why I loved your idea of the merging of the two because I thought, okay, I'm, you know, I don't know Philadelphia's lay. I've been there a few times, but I don't know the city's layout well enough to know. But like if somebody had a zone, and was the W two full time model? Of course, they don't have as much flexibility, and if, and I can mm -hmm. see where they might have some, but of course not. But they're also kind of like the the czar for that zone, yeah. like almost like the crowdsourcing to re, to feed back to you and the company and say, we definitely have too many drivers here, which yeah. you'd probably already be seeing seen in the data, but then maybe you don't even have to let them go; you just move them to a different zone. Yeah. It's to be flexible enough to say, hey, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to drive. And this is how long I want to drive. That's the that's why I see the W-2s yeah. in the way I see it. That's fine. Because, of course, they should have to do what you're asking. Their W-2s, they're being paid regardless, plus tips. But yep. if you're saying, hey, I need you here, and then you expand a zone or move them over a bit, or, you know, that's that's to make sure that all areas are always covered. The yep. ICs are just the are just the, you know, the surge on top. So I have like a very basic question, I guess, for people who are listening, right? Which is, you know, I come to free cab and I'm just like, Hey, I want to sign up. How do I choose? IC? how do I choose W2? What does that look it's, like? I guess the other question probably is just like, Hey, how much is an advertiser paying me basically? I think, yeah. yeah. So, um, but the first question is it's the same process. Like you fill out a, a job for any job we're going to ask you on, you know, on the top of the list, like, do you want to be a full-time, part-time, or uh, IC? And it's really your option on day one. Um, once you're uh, vetted and you're on the platform already, then you can literally switch back and forth uh, from going from a full-time IC or a part-time driver on the app itself. Because some people are like, oh, I, you know what? I see doing this full-time. I like, I think it's great and all that, but I'd rather become an IC. Cool. You can switch on and off whenever, whenever you want. Uh, now, for the other second question for the uh, um, for the advertisers, it's really based on per ride. So, if I'm an advertiser and I come onto the platform and I want five thousand eyeballs to look at my ad, you're gonna be paying five thousand for five thousand eyeballs, um, and the price varies based on market as well. So, it could be let's say uh, just for hypotheticals, it could be twenty cents for every ride. So, if they buy five thousand rides, it'd be twenty cents per ride. Um, and then that gets split up between us. We get 10% of that and the, the rest of the 10 cents, the, you know, the 90 cents goes to the uh, driver. And like, how many advertisers do you need to like, at a time to pay for a ride? Then basically it was sort of like five advertisers, 10 advertisers. Like what, what does that look like? It really depends on how long the ride is. Um, yeah. it, it's the same price point as if there was no advertising, if it's just like a regular Uber. So if a regular the market rate on a regular Uber, and let's say in New York City is you know uh, two dollars and eighty three cents a mile, it's the same as on us. Yeah, bonds we don't have enough advertisers in like an area. No, there's going to be plenty of advertisers because we have it's queued up in a way that we're always showing ads, and yeah. we'll pull it. Like we have deals now where we can actually pull ads from other markets and bring them in. Um, cool. I'm not going to say I'm not going to tell you the OEM that likes that deal, but they're like, sure, if if there's a spot open for that guy to see an ad, sure, we'll take that. Yeah, 
what's like what sort of like I'd say I'm a writer, right? And I get in like what sort of ads am I gonna see? You're like what's the what's the coolest ad you've seen so far? Um the ones that I like the most now are the Audi ads. Most of the Audi ads that uh that are there now are pretty cool. Um Target has a really bunch of really good ones that we're gonna um start putting out there that are gonna be really interesting. So it's sort of like when Target comes on board, um most of the ride is pretty much all Target. They're all gonna go, oh, this is literally a targeted ride. And they're gonna see stuff from Target, what's Target selling? Oh, I wanna buy that product uh, right here on the app or send me a link on my phone and I'll buy it later or I'll get a QR code at checkout and they can actually check out with 20% off, 30% off, whatever Target wants to give them and they'll get it at checkout. See, I was I was saying, David, to him that like make it so that uh make it so that if they, you know, if they get out of the ride and, you know, whatever his QR code for, let's say, let's, let's go big here and say Adidas or something, you know, Adidas gives a 10% off coupon and says, you know, yeah, you can use this in the next 48 hours. Um, but if you do it during the ride, it's 25% off. Yeah. Or 20. I guess my point being like, I wonder what that might do to some things too. Like, all of a sudden they see that offer and they're like, yeah, sure. Send me the QR code. And then, a, and then a secondary pops up and says, well, if you buy it right now, it's 20%. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm um, not trying to be a marketing. No, 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 no. Trickster that's, here, guys. I'm just saying that like, well, that, I mean, obviously you're interested I mean, in the product. No, but it works. Well. It's, <laughs> it, it works. It's kind of funny because what got me hooked to that model was actually seeing it on TikTok when, when, we started looking at how we're going to do the partnership with TikTok. It was the same idea as like, hey, we're going to have, you know, a, an 18, 19 year old kid come on a platform still looking at TikTok. He's going to be watching ads from TikTok on his phone. And usually TikTok has a thing where, hey, if I want to um, show something on a TikTok store, you automatically get, you know, 20% off. But if you actually do the buy itself on the way out on checkout, you get an additional 10% off. And I noticed this, I was like, yo, I'm getting 20 now. And then when I do the checkout later, I realized I got another 10. I was like, yo, I just got, I got, you know, 10, 30% off on a cell, on, you know, a, a baby mini cell phone camera. And I was like, what? I got 30 cents. Oh. Then I realized that we can incorporate that as well into our platform as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, it's just so limitless. On, I was just looking at the website before we came on here too. Um, because I actually didn't go to it last time. And the last time I had been there, it was not the website it is now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has the driver sign up, the beta ride sign up. Um, but I also, you know, I was just seeing now you've got the size cars down there. Um, yeah. You know, I know that, uh, I know there was the joke that threw me off. Um, David, I don't know. I know you've seen some of Rudy's things like on different socials, but was it TikTok? I don't know. One of the one of the social platforms this I think this summer there was like a <laughs> it looked like a limo I guess yeah had extra so, wheels and it yeah, looked like uh, it looked like this million dollar limo and I'm like the hell and it said free on the side so obviously it was some photoshopped work but he does have some kind of idea with this so. yeah so the idea is um, we're gonna go out to Tesla buy hundred thousand cars a year. Uh, and then convert them into limousine cars. Back in the day, in the early 80s and 90s, 
a lot of airports throughout the United States had limousine cars. This is way before black limos was a thing. Like I even created, extended and all that. And when, and when um, you wait, before you go on though, when you say that, cause I worked for a black car limo service for a little bit. So when you say that you're talking about those like first edition entry level, they were, they weren't the like super long extensions. They were just the basic limo that seated like eight people. And yeah, yeah. they almost were like taxis. I mean, it wasn't like you yeah. had to, yeah, okay. So what we've done is take a Tesla. We it's it, we now we have one in the shop finally to actually get one, take one apart, do the welding, do the whole nine, um, laser cut the whole uh, um, frame and all that, and literally add two more doors, three more doors. Uh, so when you see the picture online and it says Model Three D, it's literally a three door you know car, six car you know six door car, but it has three doors on both sides. So you have the front row, second row, third row. And the idea was, is that use those as airport cars, because then instead of having, you know, one person in one car, because I've seen this a lot at a lot of airports when I flew around, it's like, all right, you got one passenger car. How about I get four or five more passengers in that ride, you know, make more money out of the deal. And I, they were like, well, back then, you know, Uber and Lyft were like, oh, we'll, we'll just use, you know, uh, minivans. Well, minivans are great. But it's not something that a lot of people are like, eh, I don't want to do the minivan. You know, you're in there with sardined, you know, with 20 other people in there. Where this way, you got literally your own seat, your own door, stuff's in a trunk. You don't have to worry about it. And then when you're at your destination, oh, my door popped the trunk. and I'm good to go. Yeah. So for, more, for us, it made more sense of let's partner with Elon. This is what we're going to do. We're going to set up a factory here in Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. And start building these out and then start distributing these out to drivers uh, first it's going to go out to our full-time drivers then it's going to go to our part-time and then eventually the ic is going to start getting them as well you better so, you better watch it with re with revamping those teslas though because you screw that battery up and they're going to be like what the hell did you do this car <laughs> I, I just so I no, there's <laughs> yeah, God, I, yeah, I just opened a picture of this and it's making me chuckle i'm like hey so i'm making, <laughs> them here I'm yeah a lot of people, a lot of people are like, how are you going to do this? And when you, um, there's a couple of people, YouTubers out there that, um, we talked to and we said, this is what we wanted to do. And they said, well, these are the things you got to do in order to make this thing work. And I'm like, all right, cool. When we finally got the car and we started taking it apart, now I understood what these guys are saying. The battery part, you know, the battery thing that you were saying, it's actually kind of easy. Just drop the battery, put the battery back in. And either if we wanted to, and the text out there is add another row of batteries. So a typical Tesla has between well, which, four. Which Tesla? Because one of them goes across the whole bottom, doesn't it? Yeah, the whole bottom. Yeah. So a, a Model 3. A Model 3 has okay. four battery banks or five battery banks, depending if you got a Y or a 3 or, or whatever. It's like. But for us, for a 3, you got these four rows of battery banks. I can add another row. So instead of being four rows, now I got five rows. And then my range on the, um, that car extends another three to 400 uh, miles because now I have more battery in the car to go further. Yeah. No, I, I, I get got, it. I got a question, Rudy, which is uh, I'm keeping up with the sort of like simple questions. And then I would love to get to like how you decided to start this before we get there. Definitely my end. Like, you know, you have this limo, you have a bunch of people in there. Everyone's supposed to be like, you know, watching these ads. I also know, like, I drove Uber Pool in Vegas 
in the way yeah. back. You have a bunch of drunk yeah. people trying to like fight each other, hook up with each other, like you know, talk to each other, <laughs> flirt with each other, all all of that. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah. you're in the limo, and everyone's supposed to be watching these ads, but they decide to start like chatting and talking to each other. So like no one's looking at them. Like what happens? Like how does that work? Basically, the phone's gonna tell you. The phone's smart enough to tell you that hey, watch the ads. You don't watch the ads. It's gonna. It has a timer. It's self-timed. It's gonna know. It's gonna say like you know after a couple of seconds, like you don't watch this ad, you're prorating. You're gonna be paying for the ride. Yeah, um, yeah that was the, that was the other thing. Works, it's like, hey, you're gonna pay if you don't keep looking. Basically. Well, but that's yeah. the other thing yeah. too, David. You can do the free ride, and you and if I remember right, Rudy, you see the price up front. Yep. What it would be, even though you're gonna do it as the free ride. Let's say you're going to the airport, say half hour or forty minutes. Twenty minutes in, you can decide. You know what? I got to make some calls or do some texts. I can't watch these ads anymore. I'm done, and your ride gets cut in half. You yep. only pay half. You pay the pro. Yeah. Cool. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So t- I, that was one of the things I loved is that like maybe not everybody will watch ads the whole time, but at least they can get yeah. it down. And as long as as long as you stay under Uber and Lyft pricing, which wouldn't be hard. No, I mean, there, I mean it's, it's set up in a way that if you know, I mean, it's not. I, I didn't rig it in a way to do it that way, but. If you're smart enough to do it, yeah, you could set up in a way that I, I'll pay half price than Uber for the rest of my life because I know how to do it. But the right. thing is, is that the AI, the algorithm is going to realize that you're doing that and then it's going to start penalizing you. And then if well, you do it a couple also, of times, you're getting, but you're getting a couple ads out of the person first. Yeah. yeah so, it, yeah, so really you yeah. are getting the pay because let's say that you're hoping they do six ads and they only do three, but pay half. They still did the three too. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you still got what you wanted from it. You just, you know, it's yeah. it's up. It's like it's a la carte for them how they want to do it. Yeah. But it's also it's to help and benefit the advertisers, but it's also to help to benefit you as a rider because now if I, the more ads I watch, the more points I get, the more points I get, the better discounts or coupons or other perks that I get throughout the advertiser, you know, like, hey, I watch you know five, 10, 15 Nike commercials, hey, I might get a couple of new slides sent to my house because I watched their ads and I gave them you know feedback about their ads. So the launch date is spring early spring. April. April. Okay, which yeah, so early. So yeah, yeah. I know we were talking late March or early April, but April. Okay. So right at the beginning of baseball season in Philadelphia will be the launch city, then future cities. Um I know David wanted to hear the story of, and I've heard it before, and I love it, of how, how you and, and your brother came up with this. But I also, and then we'll have just enough time to, I think, touch on the subject we haven't touched on before, which I really do want to talk about, because I think when I first alerted you to it, the timing was just nothing short of what. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you would tell, if you would let David know how, <laughs> how so a couple uh, you, years you, ago. you guys came up with this. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, um, I was at a bar, me and my brother, we got lit drunk, um, smashed drunk. And um, the question became of, you know, how do we get a free Uber ride home? Because I had enough money in a bank account to pay the bar tab, but I didn't have enough money to actually get an Uber home. And plus, I didn't want to use credit card because, you know, my credit cards are already maxed at the time. But I was just like, fuck, oh, man, like, how am I, how am I going to pay for this ride? So the question popped up of, you know, how do we get a free Uber ride home? 
And then ever since then, it just became like a, a complete journey of building this out, putting the right team together, using the right tech to actually build this out, um, figure out what markets we're going to go into. Like there's literally like early in a you know podcast, like, you know, here's 10,000 things you got to do in order to make this thing work. And um, we're getting there. So we're finally, you know, getting to launch this uh, next year or this year, I should say. Uh, last year, it was a couple of hiccups uh, with a couple of team members, you know, um, joining and then a couple of uh, technology pieces that we wanted to add on that became a little hurdle for us. But now we're finally, you know, launching this in April. And I'm excited. You know, a lot of investors that we talk to are like, hey, you get this thing going. It's over for Uber and Lyft. I'm like, not really, because they're still going to be around because people oh, yeah. are still not going to go. You know, I'm well, not sure about Uber, watching may, that. Maybe Lyft. Yeah. I mean, like I said in our last pod, in the last time we talked, I was like, I was really interested in buying Lyft, you know, um, on a stock trade. But the more I look at it, the more we realize, like, if I do that, I'm going to incorporate a lot of the problems they have now. And I don't want to incorporate those problems. I'd rather start from a clean sheet completely. Yeah, I wanted to buy Lyft too, but I only had $23, not $27 in my wallet. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> i told him we could trade yeah. some but i don't know it was like yeah dave no i was saying steve has a hoopty ride hoopty, what was it yeah yeah that's 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 my domain is hoopty I, I just bought it for shits and giggles and then i think i spelled the way that people you know like what a hoopty like car like back in the day right a hoopty i think i spelled it like I don't know how people would spell it, but I think I spelled it wrong. H O O P D E E is the way I did it. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that's okay. Old, I just I have no thing. idea. But so my point was that you know you could you could list your cars on there and you could say, Hey, dollar a mile, don't know if I'll get you where you're going. My car breaks down a lot. Your profile could literally say things like this, and you could be the most discounted car. <laughs> you know, or it takes a it takes a good push to get it started. So I'll need I'll Running need your start. assistance, but I do it for twenty five cents a month, <laughs> like hoopty, like all the basically yeah. all the derelicts from U Uber and Lyft that get kicked off. Like, just come over to it too. <laughs> yeah, I we forgot about that. Call, like, then I'd probably have to use Checker, and all these people wouldn't pass because they'd all been kicked off. Reason I don't know. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. The whole thing with Checker is kind of interesting because the way they have it set up and then from what they've told us is that they have a unique uh, system in place to actually bring people on and kick them off. And then, they, you know, the way they explained it to me, I was like, this is crazy because you're literally, you know, like, what's the recourse that a driver have if they find out, oh, this guy has been moved 10 times and his address doesn't match from his documents and all that. I was like, well, is there a human in place? And she's like, no, a lot of this is automated already. I'm like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that because what if there's an actual legitimate problem where the driver did actually move, you know, two months ago, now he lives in a move city and then it's automated. Where's the checks and balance to make sure that the guy's legit and you, the guy is legit and he comes yeah. after me legally. I'm like, oh, you guys said one thing and then that's a problem. Oh and even God. and even then we and not only you're putting it out there as like some hypothetical we know this in a mass wave happened this summer yeah. 
If you yeah. lived somewhere eight years ago, David and I have talked about this a few times. If you lived somewhere like eight years ago, especially a different state, and you moved, very likely your Trump, your checker background check can get tripped up real easy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You Even if you're like, dude, I, what are you talking about? You've been sending taxes to my address here for three years. What yeah. do you, you know yeah. where I live. I have an ID. Like you still can get tripped up. I mean, you can also get de you can also get deactivated because they ran uh, a wrong social security number on you and just deactivated you and didn't explain it. So yeah, check. I don't know. seems like that's a good thing for somebody to go into in the United States is the new checker. There, there's you know. a couple of them out there. Um, y Combinator uh, funded a, a couple of them. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but... But they get more um, expensive. I'm talking about one that can get in there and be, you know, can, can go at them on that price level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, one thing that I really... I'm glad we get to talk about this because we always talk about about what you're doing and yes that's launching and guys there's a couple other videos you can go check out but i'm glad david's here today i'm glad you're here today and i'm glad we finally get to talk about this because i think we have just enough time to do this um so rudy about a year and a half ago and i talked um we've stayed in conversation since i've been following what he's doing um and in i think it was may i emailed him and i told him that the first video we had done that was about a year prior had seen a spike of like 5,200 um, views. And like, I, I know that we know some channels get spikes like that on, on videos or, you know, maybe even potentially, I don't know who knows how some of that happens. And I know algorithm can catch it too, but this stood out so much. And it wasn't just like one of those, like somebody planted some, uh, views in there either because it came in at like over a weekend. So it, to me, it almost looked like a project. And I was like, I had to, I had to connect it because a couple days before that we had done the live round table or this or something. And we were talking about how Uber had just and this is in May or late April when they started talking about it of 2023, that they were talking about his idea. Exactly discounted rides for watching ads um, or free rides for watching ads. either one about two weeks week and a half after that that video that rudy and i did spiked over a weekend got like 5,4800 views or something and the reason that i know that it was legit that there was a lot of legit view in there was because there was a lot of watch time hours and for a 10 month old um long form video that was an hour 15 minute interview it was weird to be seeing an average watch time of 20 minutes plus for, you know, 4,000 people over a weekend. That's pretty strange to me because that tells me that, I mean, so I told you right away, this article, there's other articles, yeah. they're doing this or they're yeah. looking into it. Here's the company they're looking to work with. Now they're like spiking my video and looking into this. You know, I mean, there was just too much connection. And I know yeah. that, you know, you would talk to some people who were like, yeah, well, I mean, and I guess I get it because it is Uber. Um, and, you know, going back to what I said about like, you know, launch date, government hoops, red tape, TLC pushbacks. Like, it's not like you can come in with an idea and go, hey, they need to beat it. it and I, for those that don't know, like patents aren't that easy. And no. they're not easy to like say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And nobody else in the world can do it. 
Like a patent, is, <laughs> it's going to be like the littlest variation can usually defeat a patent. Yeah. All it takes. All it takes. So um, I don't even I don't even know if I've ever asked you, but is this? I'm sure you have a lot of things patented, but obviously that can't be patented. No. Um, does that concern so way, you that they do that then? Or no, no. Well, I'm actually happy that they actually are trying to trying to copy us um, because one, it adds valuation to what we're doing, meaning that if they're going to try to do it and try to replicate it, that means that when we go launch. Um, people go, oh, they're doing the same thing we're doing. I was like, no, no, we were the first to put this together um, and do this. Um, but it, on the flip side of that, people are going to look at Uber's model and go, they still got to pay for it. I'm paying less, yeah, but would I rather watch the free rides and you know get them free as opposed to paying for them? That's the differentiator. That's where people are going to go, I'd rather do this and not pay and just watch a couple of ads and then be good with it. As opposed to what Uber's doing, they're looking the way that Uber has it set up now is that you have the option of going, all right, I'll watch a couple of ads on the screen in front of me on uh, the uh, tablet, watch a couple of ads and pay less. But that market, that you know, that model is not going to last long because people are going to realize, like, hey, there's a company out there that's doing the same thing, but it's free. I don't have, you know, I don't have anything to pay. So it's kind of cool even, because then people are going suggest- to I would suggest putting on your website, like right now, like days to launch and then right beneath it, putting um, like how many days go by, like in some kind of clever wording on before Uber tries to copy this so that people see it now. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uber is going to no, steal it, it, this. And then when it comes out, they're like, oh, they did do it. And he had it on the website that whole time. <laughs> um, like I would, no, I would yeah, get no, some free jokes. We know. Yeah. We know in a in a in a in a night in an overnight Uber can launch a new feature. Yeah, they can. I mean, I'm not surprised that um, they'll copy the idea to the extent where that. Um, but the only thing they won't be able to copy is the process, how the process actually works in the back end to make the money. That they won't be able to copy because that's really hard to do and it's really hard to emulate. Um, right. at the end of the day, I'm, I'm excited that they actually try to copy it. You know, uh, to me, that's very impressive because one, they'll have the money and, and manpower to do it, but two, to actually try to replicate what we're doing. Try to help prove your points, right? You can go to advertising exactly. and be like, yeah, oh, it obviously works, right? I mean, it obviously works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, and, and I'm all for healthy competition, but this is an example of unhealthy competition in yeah. my book, you know, because when, when you're doing something and you're starting up and Oh, I've been on this for two years, and then Uber's like, "We're going to do that." Yeah, there's some level of man that kind of uh, feels good, but there's another level of man, beat it. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, hold yeah. on, let me, you know, let me be the founder. Of course, you guys are going to come in and do it after me, but let me be the founder of this idea since you didn't have it. You know, I mean, I, like I see Rudy just smiling about it, right? I like that. I put in the work. I know what I'm no, doing. No, because at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, it, it does. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's going to show validation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. It's going to show validation. They're like, oh, all right, let them do it. Cool. Let's see how far they go. Even my team was like, bro, these guys are literally getting caught. I'm like, that's good. Because that means that when we get launched and we get more investors on board the investor go oh these guys are doing it better you know they got a better team blah blah as opposed to when you look at uber's model the way they have it set up 
people are still not going to be like, oh, all right, yeah, it's cheaper, but I still have to watch the ads where they look at us and go, well, I'm going to watch the ads regardless, but I don't have to pay. Right. And there's perks too. Yeah. Like there's bonuses or this and that and the other. You know, I, I would even say like since you're doing the W2 and the Flex IC, I would honestly say that maybe, you know, we know like look at New York City. Look at how Uber came in and said, oh, yeah, screw you, cab medallion holders. We don't care about you at all. Um, you've been dead for years. And then what last year they brought on yellow cab. They learned their all their sequencing, all their logistics, how they move, where they where they sit. You know, I feel yeah. like this, I feel like at the same time, Uber was studying all the playbooks for the taxi companies and how to rip them into shreds. I feel like the taxi industry, of course, it has not made a comeback, but I feel like they've been watching and they understand Uber better now. I feel like you might be able to go to some taxi drivers and say, listen, ready to no, take well, these have, idiots we down? And they know driving in the cities real well. Yeah, um, we have developed an app for the taxi industry as well to get a part of this because the idea wasn't like, hey, let's just make this all exclusive to us. We actually incorporated so the taxi industry gets involved as well and make money out of this as well. Um, just so people understand, back in 94, 95, I was the guy who invented the screen that you see in back of taxi cabs. That was me. That was my idea. I put it back. I showed it to the TLC, Taxi Leasing Commission in New York City back in 95. And I just said to them, I was like, all I want to do is put a screen in the back window or in the back seat of the taxi cabs. The commissioner at the time said, come down. We want to see this. And then ever since then, the rest became history. You know, and uh, every like I know TV the, the like, of, like what? Like the Vegas TVs and cabs? Like just ads? No, no. Um, you know, you, you know, the little screen, little video screens that when you look in the back of the cab, you're sitting in the back seat and there's a little video screen there. Yeah. That was me in 94, 95. I'm trying to think of what screen it is. Maybe, I mean, I've yeah, have you not seen those? Like the, the, the screens at the back of the cabs that like they play Good Morning America on them. And they oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that was the, me. like the gas station ones. Okay. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. I put that okay. together. I put the programming together. I put the network together, the design, how they're going to get fitted, how they're going to look, look and feel, the touch, the, the whole thing. That was all me. Um, so when I got into this thing, I was like, since I know marketing, since I know advertising, since I've been doing this for God knows how many years and got out of it, started doing something else. And I was like, let me get back into this. Cause I can make a lot more money doing it this way. Um, then I was like, all right, we can actually pull this off because there's a need for this. There's people at the end of the day, people are getting sick and tired of paying surge pricing. And when I explained to them what we're going to do, they're like, Bro, sign me up. I don't want to pay for this. No, I don't want to pay $90 rides no more. I don't want to pay $60 rides no more. So then it mm -hmm. became more of a mission of, hey, if I can remove that cost and allow you to have more food on the table, sign me up. Because that's what, what's going on now. That's what's happening with humanity. Humanity's going, I need right. to get and if, to work. And if those people in the chat are wondering, well, dude, if you're not doing surge pricing, how are the drivers going to make as much as on Uber Lyft? You guys are already missing the point because... He's given the drivers 90% of the take. That's always yeah. in, in a no surge situation. That's always going to outweigh even outweigh even a multiplier surge. Cause like yeah. David was talking about these days, like he heard us talking 80%. He thought we were talking about Uber's take. 
Oh, you know, Uber take, like when I show this to drivers and they do the math, they realize they literally, they get upset real quick because they're like, what do you mean? It's 40%. It's like, bro, you're, they're taking 60% of your fare right onto you. And you don't even know it. Um, and when they do the math and then I had, you know, I had a couple of driver guys come back after an airport run. And I said, did you get a screenshot of the rider's pet? They're like, yeah. I was like, she paid two eighty, and what'd you walk away? Ninety bucks. Where's the other hundred dollars going to? It's not going to you. It's going to them. Mm-hmm. He got mad. That driver got really upset. And yeah. now they real a lot of these drivers are starting to realize, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense because, yeah, they actually have an overhead. They actually got bills to pay and all that for Uber. I'm meaning, but for the riders and if I'm for the drivers. These guys are getting literally, you know, no point intended, but they're getting beat up and murdered to drive. They're like, bro, you're making 40% and you're only getting $40 out of a $100 ride. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I should be getting more. That's why I developed this to give more to the drivers because at the end of the day, they're the ones sacrificing their lives to actually do this. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think anybody in here knows it's not brain surgery to know. Why isn't the amount just fixed? <laughs> why isn't why isn't the uh, booking fee or the service fee and the what, whatever fees they want to put in? Because they'll do what they want. But why aren't they just fixed numbers? Why is it always dynamic? <laughs> it's based on market. Yeah, it's based. On I know, market, but if I go to the know, art, if I go to the stupid. airport right now, yeah. I could maybe do it for fifty-five bucks. If I go to Friday or you know Friday evening or tomorrow morning. It might be 130. It's not even yeah. kind of different, wow. and it's not even a surge. It's just they know there's flights taking off. They're like pre-surging, mm-hmm. a surge that never happens. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like you, yeah, you think it's going to be busy. You know that I know I need to get to my plane. You're going to screw me over, but I mean that's it's just gotten so ridiculous. And then you got 85 percent of the people who are part time. I don't think they ever look into this stuff. They just no, know their pay. They go work yeah. a few hours and they and they cash out. Yeah. Well, there's drivers out there that I met that don't care at all. They're like, whatever, you know. And then when you show them the math, they're like, whatever, who cares, you know. But then there's drivers that have been doing it, you know, 10 years since day one Uber started. And they're sitting there going, oh, my God, you know, like it's really 40%. And I'm like, yeah. In the beginning, when Uber first started, you know, people were like, oh, I'm walking away with 60, 70%. That's awesome. But over mm-hmm. time, it's getting worse and worse. Well, that's and worse. what we say. That's what we say on the driver rights movement. Is that remember yeah. when it was eighty percent? Yeah, because it might have even been eighty-five in some markets. But when they got to eighty, once they once they took that away, that took away the the balance of being an independent contractor. Oh, totally. I you don't have to tell me that. I know because from when I started seeing it, and then when I, the more research I kept on doing into this, the more I realized like. Not to take away drivers from you know my competitors, but just give them something that they really needed at the end of the day. They're human beings. They have families to feed. So if yeah. you made, if you gave them the right amount of money to, to put in their pockets, they're gonna love you forever. They're gonna, you know, die over and in and, and, and backwards and do whatever you need them to do. But the way Uber and Lyft and everybody else has it set up, it doesn't make sense. Cause a lot of these, you know, they're dying. These guys are literally killing themselves just to make a couple of bucks. Yeah. Um, 
so before we get out of here for the week, Rudy, do you what's the final like uh plug or pitch for free cab and its launch, the website, how whatever you want to do here in a in a brief wrap up? Um yeah, like if, drivers, if it's even for Philly, know, yeah. when when should people look into it? When should no, it's gonna be the first week of Philly, um or the first week of April in Philly, and then after that about Two to three weeks later, it's going to be pretty much almost every city in the United States. Uh, that's going to include Miami, Chicago, LA, and Austin. Uh, once we get through those cities, um, about I think altogether it's about eight weeks. Once we get done with that, uh, the first Philly launch, and eight weeks later we're doing the other cities. Then it's pretty much you know it's going to be about between four to five cities um, every three weeks in the United States. So by the end of twenty four, we should be launched in close to about uh 1250 cities by the end of 25 will be launched in close to about um 3000 cities including not only the United States and Canada and Mexico but also in the EU um so by 25 um we'll ha- we'll be in 3000 cities by 2025 what's your what's your beef with Canada oh uh, no no beef <laughs> I, I, like I, I said yeah says we're going to be in the states we're going to be in North America like people are, it's kind of funny because people asked about that. I was like, "You doing Canada?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, bro! I've been in Canada a couple of times. I love the place. Um, ski up there, you know, and all that. And Canada, Mexico, um, and then we're gonna go my home country, Brazil, um, next year as well. Do Brazil, Argentina, um, and a couple other city, you know, a cu- couple other countries down there. But the EU is very important to us because um, two things: one. They have a problem out there with Uber as well. When I talked to a lot of drivers online from London, like they like you hear these guys in their voice, like they're so fed up with these guys. Um, Dude, you can like, now you can now book the famous or London black cabs through the Uber app. That's sad, and they're upset about that. A lot of them oh, are really of upset. They are, dude. A lot of, of them are upset are. about that. If if they think that going on the Uber app means they get the same amount of, of money. <laughs> They're crazy. Like, of course, you're going to lose some money by letting Uber rent you out. I seen that post that guy put up about the Canadian regulations. Um, yeah. They're kind of interesting. They're very close to uh, to the London. Uh, um, yeah, Toronto actually. Toronto actually put a hold on rideshare drivers, where now yeah. they're not taking anymore. But when they do, you have to do. You don't have to do the full London. For London, there's cabs, which is like three months. There's black cabs. To become a black cab driver is like two years. You have to learn yep. the entire city, every alley, every location, everything. Yep. You you have to know everything about everything. Um, so that's one of the tougher ones with TNC over there. But the rideshare they push through in like four weeks. And Toronto's doing one that you do have to take a class now and get a TNC license that yep. takes two weeks. Now, if you are already an Uber or Lyft driver, you are grandfathered in. You do not need to do this. However, if you want to become one now, you do. Yeah. For us, we have a similar setup. Um, you'll you'll do two weeks of driver school, driver training. Um, you'll get Q&A on a test, a live test. It's close to about 100 questions. But it's really simple. It's really straightforward. You know, I had a couple of drivers, you know, like, is it going to be hard? Is gonna, like, no, it's very simple stuff. It's just one, we want to make sure that you understand that the city and town that you work in makes sense to you because a lot of drivers that come on, uh, a lot of riders that come on board, they want a local driver. They don't want some guy that's, you know, from 10 states away coming in and going, oh, 
you know, I don't know around my area. You know, I'm going to take the long way to get to, to your house. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was doing Uber, people used to tell me, like, don't take the way that the app tells you to take. It's too far. too oh, long. They it all the time. And, and it, it charges another twenty dollars. If you take my way, it's half the it's half the time and it's less. And I've done it so many times for driver for riders, and I'm like, oh my god, these guys are literally getting ripped off because the app tells them like, oh, let's go the long way. Why? Why take the long way? I, I one, I want to get the guy there quick. Two, I, you know, if the guy's willing to tip me more, sure. If I'm going to take him the shortest way, why not? They'll keep you on high. They'll keep you on highways. They'll keep you on yeah. city streets that are 35 miles an hour plus with with spread apart lights. They don't want you getting tied up in crap. So yeah. they'll make the ride longer to make it so that you don't have to stop almost. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also got to realize too, um, when we thought about building this into the algorithm, we can have it set up. And a lot of rideshare companies probably got it set up was that the longer the ride is, the more money you can actually milk out of riders. But the way we have it set up on ours is the shorter the ride is, the better it is not only for the rider and driver. Now you keep that driver local. Now he's more inclined to going, Oh, I'm not doing long rides no more. Now I'm doing rides that are local because it's a shorter distance as opposed mm-hmm. to like, oh, let me get on the highway. Let me go all the way around Hoboken just so I can go to some other city, you know, West New York or whatever. I'm like, what? Like, no, 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 no. I'd rather stay local. Yeah, I agree. Um, you guys, happy new year. That's a wrap for this week. Uh, David awesome. and I both want to, we want to thank everybody for, uh, supporting this we're coming up in like two years and now the audio podcast is going and it hit some new markers and if you guys are listening to that it's starting to hit more platforms but where it's doing best is spotify um so thank you spotify listeners um i, I see that over 50 percent of our audio podcast downloads are coming from spotify huh. that is not the case with my podcast my the ride your rodeo but perez seems to be doing very well on, on spotify so uh, maybe it's just that we're not on more yet. I don't know, but we're getting there. Um, and then these, and we got lots more coming up and we got m- lots more good ideas too. That uh, one thing that David and I wanted, I, I kind of threw at him today. So is that I, this year, I think that once we're done with some of these CEO ones and whatnot, I think we we're going to have a format to this. And I think in the beginning we can do like 10 minutes of, cause we all know Rudy, you'll agree with this too. Customer service is number one. Customer service is yeah. usually the worst thing, even with the best of companies, though. I'm not just talking about the bad customer service and bad companies. Like it's just it's hard for everybody in this kind of space. So if David and I can clean the look, if you guys have comments and you leave them on Instagram, you leave them on uh, TikTok, you leave them on uh, um, Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever you want, if you leave them. If at every week before we do whatever we're doing that week for 10 minutes, we just address all the questions, we would be the only company out there clearing the air every week. Awesome. And so I think that's a big thing because there's always questions and there's always ones that regurgitate some of those yeah. questions a couple of weeks and later. It's good to ask, get to the questions that aren't just people who are watching live. I feel like we try to do a good Yeah, because we get a lot of people who watch on the replay. So this time must not work for tons of people. So hit me, hit me up on it. Well, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be big too. So, but thank you, Rudy, for joining us. Um, I can't wait for the launch. Yeah. Um, I know it's right around Curbivore, but now that it's April, I'm, I'm, I, I would, I would love to be out there for the launch. So, 
you know, maybe I can get David to come. Maybe have, maybe a bunch Rudy, of us can all stop. Have Rudy back on to go right before the launch or right after the launch. Or right yeah. yeah. Yeah, or the day of the launch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, like, Are you busy? <laughs> come out. Hang out. To, come out to Philly. Um, you'll see. There'll be more news out there. Um, the press is already getting involved. They're reaching out to me now um, almost every week. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to name them, but a lot of them are like, hey, you know, even my local paper is just like, can we sit and talk? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, no then I remember, I, I won't say, I won't say names of things, but I remember in the first interview we did, you even said that a couple interviews had already taken place. You'd already done some morning show stuff. Just yep. I won't say with, with what and whatnot. It's not national, it's local stuff, but that's the kind of things that are going to help you in Philadelphia big because you need some inroads in the city of people who are going to support you, even though they're going to say, yeah, Uber and Lyft belong to but yeah, you belong to. No, yeah, no, yeah. I, um, a lot of ci uh, city officials um, in a lot of cities throughout the United States are very supportive um, because yeah. one, they understand that uh, what free does to their communities, meaning that a, they're not they're not worried about paying for rides anymore. A lot. It's kind of funny because when you talk to a lot of these mayors or you talk to a lot of these folks in city council, um, they have a lot of questions, and a lot of them are very, you know uh pointed a lot of them are very generic you know a lot of them are just like you know what's the city going to get out of this you know are we going to get money out of this are we going to get um better incentives are we going to have you know better riders a better service i'm like all the above at the end of the day you want to provide us something to the city where the city can go oh i'm getting free rides because of this company they're actually in my city they're actually providing something to my community that actually means something to them you know, it's not only for the driver and riders, but it's also for the businesses there. Because when we reach out to a lot of small businesses in those cities, and they're like, you know, can we get our ads on your platform? Sure. Because now you're not only bringing those ad dollars outside of the city, but you're keeping those ad dollars inside the city because now you're supporting the drivers and you're helping the riders get a free ride. Absolutely. And when you get to Austin, that's where David is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so, going. I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm going to be in Austin sometime. Um, hopefully, probably March, uh, the middle right. of March. Um, I, I have some business over there. I got to take care of. There's hey, a couple of investors. We'll get, yeah, we'll get dinner. Yeah, there's a couple of investors out there that, that that want to talk to me, because they're like, "How are you going to do this in Austin?" Because Austin has it really locked down for Uber and all that. So I know. Yeah, but that uh, a but lot. it's but it's also kind of a perfect storm. It's like David and I were talking about for. 2024. I know a lot of you are feeling the pinch. I know a lot of you are out there hustling. I've been talking to some people since the new year. I know a lot of people are still now they're hurting worse than they were before and they're really scared. Um, but like we were saying, and I'm going to stick to this, look, para 2024, but it's not just para uh, free cab. Look into the other options. Get all those, get the flex association out of your head. You can still use the apps. Of course you can, but don't, don't be as reliant on them. Look for more regional or city stuff or things that might not be in other markets, but it's in yours. Yeah. Start, start getting involved. very creative yeah. because I think this is the year of the smaller companies. I think people, the I think even the investors, I won't go down this rabbit hole, but I saw a thing that said that even the investors had recognized right before the holidays that if Uber dropped beneath $60 at this point per share, yeah. they were nothing more than a, than a, uh, and this was all of their investors. They were nothing yeah. more 
than a transportation dispatch company with no technology. <laughs> the first of the year rolled around. They're now, I don't know what they're at today, but they were at like 56 bucks and 42 cents. It was right after they said it, it went yep. right under. They said we knew it was gonna. They now don't have any faith in them as any technology at all. And they only recognize them as a middleman to connect the yeah, yeah, a transportation company. And I know exactly the investor you're talking about. So. But yeah. at the end of the day, the problem for Uber from the beginning was like they're selling it as a technology company. Granted, yes. But over time, it, it became more of a, a, a technology company. It became more of logistics, taxi, you know, other services. And then the investors now are starting to realize, like, hey, they're only a, a glorified taxi company. That's all there are now. Right. And if that's all you're going to be, we already know it, at best with taxi companies, you got slim margins. Margins, yeah. So at best, we're yeah. going to make barely any money. And that's only if you focus on rideshare and quit all the other yeah. crap. Yeah. So yep. they, that's almost like admitting it too. Like, hey, we're not even going to make money on this anymore. No, I mean, and it's funny they because, will. And... Yeah, a lot of a lot of investors ask the same thing to me. They're like, "How are you going to beat Uber?" I'm like, "Well, we don't make money on on fares. That's number one. Uber's problem from the get go is that, hey, we make money on fares. You cut up that pie so many times, you're walking away with so much. Yeah, forty percent." All right, guys. Rudy, thank you. People, thank you. Yeah, we will be back here next week, like, you guys. Uh, I'll connect with, uh, when you come to Austin, let me know. We'll have a couple drinks, maybe not get that drunk, but we'll come up with great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> my email, my email is Maybe on you should my, get um, that drunk. Maybe you'll solve the world's problems, you know. Hey, hey, no, but, I, no, but real, I, I'd love to see you in person. So. Awesome. We'll talk soon. Uh, yeah. But yeah, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, we'll be back next week, and then we're here every week, and there's going to be some changes with the format, but you guys are going to love it. Have a safe week. Be smart. Earn smart. Um, don't don't waste your time on apps that aren't paying you for your time correctly, and your mental psyche too. Peace, y'all. Okay.